and we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Thursday, November the 30th, 2023, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as per usual, from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take today is that Major League Baseball assassinated Peter Seidler. (laughs) Okay. Okay. This is serious stuff, and you've heard it here first. Major League Baseball, the organization, uh, arranged the assassination of uh, Padres owner Peter Seidler, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Here's this guy, just loves baseball, Mm -hmm. and is willing to spend tremendous amounts of money on his baseball team that he owns the rest of the owners who don't give a shit about baseball and only want to grow their equity like they Mm -hmm. just want to make money off of this and they want to drive player salaries into the ground and here's this guy spending his money left and right trying to put together a winning baseball team this makes these other guys look bad right right the owner of the Kansas City Royals. He can't have that. The owner of the Oakland slash Las Vegas Athletics. Give me a break. He can't do that. All these guys are like, oh, no, we can't. We don't make money on baseball. We can't spend money on our baseball team. Here's this guy, small market guy, shelling out money like a big money team. And, you know, it's working. People are packing that stadium every day. Everyone's talking about the Padres all the time. I haven't found the success yet. Um, anyway, these guys, Major League Baseball can't have that. Rob Manfred, whose only interest is crushing the players' union, he can't have that. So they had him killed. Fascinating. Okay. So how did they kill him? I don't know. His cause right. of death was not announced. That's the other thing. Oh, that's part of the conspiracy. Yeah, Because what kind of James Bond fucking assassin would MLB hire? I don't know. There's a lot of rich guys there. That is a lot of rich guys. Would it have been a baseball-related... I'm just just imagining, you know, like the video game Goldeneye. Uh Uh-huh. No, no, they'd make it look like an accident, for sure. Like, like, Like a guy walks in and throws his hat at him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> his shoe. Who throws his shoe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. And there's the guy with the metal mouth, right? Yeah, the jaws with the, the metal. jaw jaws. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they would have they would have hired a pro. It would have looked like an accident for gotcha. sure. Yeah. So does Steve Cohen need to look out? Maybe. Yeah. Um but, you know, Steve Cohen's in a big market, so maybe, like, the concern is, like, the, the whole argument for crushing the union is, like, we have to put a salary cap because small market teams can't mm. compare, can't compete with the spending of the big market teams, you know? Right. That's the argument. So it's like, oh, we have to level the playing field. Otherwise, K- 
Kansas City Royals are never going to compete. And it's like, well, this guy in San Diego's doing it. Right. Like, what? why can't you do it in Can- in Oakland? Right. The Kansas City Royals won the World Series in 2015. Right. They can compete. That wasn't that long ago. Eight years ago. Right. Cleveland went to a World Series. Minnesota is a competitive team. Total bullshit that small market teams can't be competitive baseball teams. Right. Ridiculous. Right. That's that's the argument. Okay, well, let's And keep he's it. like ruining this argument by spending his money. Question, do you know who's going to take over ownership of the Padres? I would assume no. it'd be his family. Yeah, probably his family. Yeah. But, but they, like, you know, they're talking about trading Soto now. Right. He's like they're go- dis- dismantling his dream right now. Right. In the process. Juan Soto. They're not going to get Otani now. Right. Yeah, totally. All right. Yeah, no, that's a good hot take. I like it. I like the conspiracy weighed in hot takes. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. Um, I'm deciding right now between two different work-related hot takes. Here's my first hot take. You know, I work at a middle school, and there's nothing more pleasurable than absolutely destroying a 12-year-old at a video game when you're 39 years old. That is a great feeling. At the school, the middle school I work at, we've got an after-school video game club that meets Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. And I don't volunteer to help it, but sometimes I stop by and see what's going on. This little sixth grader was playing the new Mortal Kombat game. I think it's called Mortal Kombat 1. Sam, have you seen this game? I might have it on my Switch. I have I have a Mortal Kombat game. I don't think it's much, maybe not the new one, though. This one came out over the summer. It was a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, no, this was uh, the one I have is probably the one previous. Okay. It's, it's pretty cool looking. And uh, I think we were playing it on the Xbox. And this little kid, he clearly had been destroying everybody else who had been playing against him because nobody else wanted to play him anymore. Mm -hmm. And he asked me if I wanted to play, and I was like, okay, sure. And I start playing. First of all, I picked Sub-Zero, and he's like, oh, you picked the Ice Guy. And I'm like, kid, he has a name. His name is is Sub-Zero. Thank you very much. Brother to Scorpion. Exactly. <laughs> and he had picked Scorpion. And I'm like, you don't know like who these characters are. He's like, I'm going to pick the fighter guy. And I'm like, Come on, kid. Learn. Learn right. something. We're at school. <laughs> Open a book, for fuck's sake. Exactly. And so I started playing. And for listeners at home, you know, I had Mortal Kombat 2 on the Sega Genesis. And I played Mortal Kombat 2 pretty much every night from 1993 to 1995, probably. And the thing. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I played a lot of Mortal Kombat. And the thing that I quickly realized so the kid kicked my butt the first time, right? Because I couldn't figure out, like, I was trying to figure out what button did what. 
And but once I realized what's cool about this game is that the graphics are great, but the gameplay is essentially exactly the same as the old Mortal Kombat games. Right. But like the moves are the, the same. And it's got great graphics, but it's a two-dimensional game, right? It's not right. like a, a Tekken-style game. You're just going left and right, left and right. Yeah. So once I figured that, I'm just like, oh, okay. Down forward punch. Oh, I froze you. Pop. Down forward punch. Okay, I froze you again. Pop. <laughs> Kicked this 12-year-old's ass the second time. Felt was he really, really upset? No, he took, <laughs> he took it well. He was a little like... Hey, stop that. Uh, so, a, a bright spot on an otherwise depressing, cold, rainy November, if you know what I'm saying, yeah. in Chippewa, Illinois. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It would have been more awesome if he got really frustrated and then, like, threw his controller across the room. That's, like, the ultimate when playing video games against a kid. Right, yeah. Can you get them to chuck their controller across the room in straight anger? Right, make them so frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. No, he actually, he took it really well. And I didn't play him again. I took my W and then, you know, pretended that I had paperwork to go do or something like that. You're like, I have to go drive my car, kid. <laughs> you ever heard of that? I'm I hope you're asking that, too. I'm yeah. an adult. <laughs> I'm going to go buy some cigarettes. Go buy some cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> pay my taxes. I'm going to go pay my taxes right now. <laughs> you ever do that? Didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've never gotten into, you know, esports if that is such a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. And Twitch, big money, big money in esports. I know there's big money. It's crazy. I watch, I watch my students watching other people play video games online. Right. I don't think that's weird, but then I remember when I was a kid and you'd like just take yeah. turns watching people play video games. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's weird to watch. I actually remember a couple of years ago having a conversation with a student about this and he made a really good point. He's like, how is this any different from watching people play baseball? Like you're not playing baseball. Why would you want to watch other strangers play baseball? Same thing. Because it's cool. Well, he did. Though. I was like, oh, that's a good point, kid. Because he was the same, same reason I'm gonna go drive my car right now. I'm a grown ass man. I'm gonna go get a martini. I'm gonna go get a martini at the bar. <laughs> same reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adulthood is pretty great. <clears throat> um okay, before we move on, I want to do this other rant though, because the other thing I do at the middle school I work at as some listeners to the podcast know, is that I do the scorebook at the middle school basketball games, right? Sure. Which is also great fun. I love doing that. Love watching 12-year-olds play basketball. Because they're really they're bad. So, they're so bad. <laughs> 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 and, but 
the school that I work at, oh my God, this drove me crazy this week. I get to the game and the scoreboard has like shorted out. They cannot get the scoreboard to work. And so they bring out this like janky uh, desktop scoreboard that the PE department. Oh, you got to like flip it over. It's just like a little box that's got the score on it, and they put it right on our table. You you know what I mean? Like, we've got a big scoreboard on the wall of the gym, right? We'll call it the Jumbotron. Exactly. The the Jumbotron was not working. Right. So they couldn't get it to work. So they pull out this box, like little, you know, three foot by three foot box. And just put it on the scorer's table. And you have to do it because the referees have to be able to see what the score is, what the time is, everything like that, right? Right. Um, and the possession error. Oh, my God. Middle school basketball referees are fucking obsessed with the possession error. Relax, guys. It's okay. Anyway. Well, you know, they get a little taste of power. It, it, it That's exactly what it is. But the... The upshot of this box is that it completely blocks my view of the game. Yeah, and I like I I I need to keep score. Like I need to be able to like see the entire court. Right. Not to mention, you don't have any kids playing in this damn game. Like, right. You're there to watch. Exactly. Um. So I was so pissed about this. So I had to like stand up for the entire two hours so I could see over the scoreboard. It was very frustrating. That's brutal. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, But, you know, our team won, so that was good. It's actually really interesting to watch a basketball game as the scorekeeper because I'm not actually paying attention to the game really right. i'm watching like who has the ball did it go in okay 12 two points for 12 and then i've got to watch for the the score i gotta watch for fouls um i gotta watch for possession like that's what i'm tracking timeouts i have to i'm in charge of seems really complicated it is it, it's stressful well, and it's funny because, like, I forget who we were playing, but we weren't playing a rival team. We weren't playing Franklin, right? So nobody really cared. I know. But when we play Franklin, and it's and if it's, like, a tight game, then you're trying to, to track the game while 500 adults are screaming at you, right? Because parents get mad if they think, like, they really get mad at the refs. I would hate to be a middle school basketball referee because some parent is screaming at you that you're not calling traveling, and you're like, "Motherfucker, they're traveling on every play." If right. you want to travel, <laughs> have you ever seen a middle school basketball game before? <laughs> you want like we're gonna be here a very long time, and nobody wants that. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, somebody, uh, dear listeners, 
go to your local middle school basketball game, support support public education, and also watch hilarity as 12-year-olds tried to play. Anyway, thanks for letting me rant about that. That's just been really bothering me for like two days now. Are they going to fix it? I don't know. I don't know. They need to get like an electrician to come to the gym and figure out why the scoreboard's not working. Huh. Or buy a new scoreboard and I guarantee you. What? Who's in charge of, who's like, whose job is it to get the scoreboard fixed? The gym teacher? I think it's the athletic director's job. Oh, yeah. But you have an athletic director at a middle school? I have an athletic director at the middle school. Yes, we do. We take sports very goddamn seriously. That's definitely their job for sure. Yeah, right. Uh, but I think they'd have to go through all the uh, – she, it's a, it's a woman. She'd have to go through the red tape of getting, you know – going to accounting and saying, can I have whatever, $1,000 to buy a new scoreboard? And that, oh man, did I tell you at the beginning of the school year, we our bell system was broken and it took them six weeks to get board approval to buy a new bell system for the school? Oh, it was so bad. And so the, there, were, there were no bells. There were no bells to tell you when class ended or started so, <laughs> <laughs> the teacher, i was so lost i'm like i have no idea what's going on just go go away yeah, kid okay with you that. Live by the bell that's <laughs> what you it was so strange to be like oh my god what do i do without bells telling me when class starts and ends <laughs> um, we figured it out we got pretty good at it one one teacher, she she's the former volleyball coach of our school, and so she had she actually got her volleyball coach whistle, like her gym teacher whistle, and would stand in the hallway and just start blowing her whistle when it was time to go to class. That's awesome. Yeah, she's pretty great. Uh, teachers, teachers are great. Weird, weird group of people. Um. Anyway, hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, um, thanks for listening. I guess it was like three weeks ago that we podcasted last time. Yeah, it must have been because I've been yeah. sitting on that hot take for for a long time now. Yeah, that, that owner died a long time ago. Uh, and the reason for that is that Sam and I were both outside of the country, which was pretty fucking great. Um, we could talk about that. Sam, do you have any... I don't really want to talk about the Chicago White Sox right now. They're making me pretty damn miserable. Um, Why? Well, they're not doing anything and they're going to trade your only good player that you have left? Exactly, yes. <laughs> well, they picked up, uh, I don't even, is it Paul DeJong? Is that how you pronounce his name? Oh, you did, really? Yeah, they signed Paul DeJong to like a one year contract, which is like fine, I guess. Yeah, I'm he's still- all right. He's all right. I mean, I'm still mad at them for they let Tim Anderson walk, which I'm mad at them about, but he was the worst day-to-day player in Major League Baseball last year. So They didn't even give him a qualifying offer, right? Uh, no, no. He's a free agent right now. 
there's some rumors that they'll re-sign him at a discount, which makes me sad. I know I don't think they will if they just sign Paul Jong. Jong? I don't even know how to pronounce it. Is he a shortstop? Yeah. Uh, shortstop or second base, but probably shortstop. Well, they hired Tim Anderson and make him play second base. They might do that also. Yeah, let's talk on the social media threads about the Red Sox hiring Tim Anderson to play second base. Yeah. Do you need a second baseman? Big time. Oh, yeah. I think, I mean, I just feel bad for the guy. He was a two-time All-Star, and he cost himself so much fucking money last year. Right, uh, but wasn't hasn't the talk been for a while that like Tim Anderson's not as good as he seems to be? Yeah, I think so. I think there was a lot to talk about that, but he still dropped off a cliff. Right. The White Sox uh, not unpredictably is what I'm saying. Right, right. The White Sox had a team option for fourteen million dollars, and they just decided not to pick it up. Right. So, um, they thanked him for his service, and he posted a nice Instagram post thanking Chicago. So we'll see. The other two, uh, Dylan Seats, uh, will probably be traded at some point. He's also people are talking about him in on the internet, the Red Sox internet. Oh yeah, to, uh, I don't know if yeah, because we need pitching so bad. Uh huh. I don't know if um. I don't know if it's the same for all sports things, but like people keep speculating wildly and then get just getting really angry. Yeah. You know, like people have nothing to do with the sports media or, you know, they'll post some tweet by some reporter that's like, oh, the White Sox are going to trade Dylan Cease. And then someone will be like, oh, maybe the Red Sox should go after them. And then, and then people will be like, he's not worth what it'll cost to get him. And like, Nobody has any idea what it's going to cost to get Dylan Cease. You know what I mean? Yeah. <coughs> if it's me, I think it probably would not be too difficult to take advantage of the White Sox general manager. No offense. Right. Then take it. Um, but these people are like, pr- propose a hypothetical and then get so pissed off about I yeah, think that's just, hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just a reflection of social media. I think that's what does it. I mean, it's a combination of sports fandom with social media and this kind of era age where everyone is now an expert. Right. And so everyone has their opinion, like we, us, you know. We have a sports podcast. We're not qualified to have a sports podcast. Any fucking idiot can have a sports podcast. Disagree. I feel like we're very qualified to have a sports podcast. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. I mean, the same like White Sox fans do the same thing on on X on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, like and get really mad about it. My favorite thing though is when they propose some kind of trade that is wildly unrealistic and usually benefits their team to an absurd degree. Right. And post it like, what do you think about this? And everyone's like, that's fucking insane. What are you talking about? 
Um, I see that a lot in Dodgers fans. That makes sense. I believe that. I totally believe that. The Dodgers, I mean, I guess the Dodgers are probably listed. That's another thing about this part of the sports season, this part of the baseball sports season, where, you know, every team thinks that they're in on Shohei Otani. Right. right. I or, actually don't think the Red Sox are in on Shohei. Right. No, well, I, I was thinking of it because I was like, oh, the Dodgers have been listed as a landing place for Dylan Seas. The Dodgers have been listed as a landing place for Otani. Uh, right. The, some, uh, the Dodgers yeah. have been listed as a, like, at this point, the Dodgers have been listed as a landing point for Shohei Otani for so long that <laughs> I will be... I will be shocked if he doesn't go there. Actually. Right. Well, it's, and it's he, like for the last five years, they're like, "Well, as soon as his contract's up, he's going to play for the Dodgers." Well, and you guy, what's his name, Yamamoto, that you talked about on the podcast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe you that the Red Sox are in on him, but I've read fans from probably half the league talking about how their team is in on Yamamoto. Well, I think they all are. Yeah. Okay. There was an interview, uh, a quote I read from the the guy's agent, Yamamoto's agent, and he's like, "I've never had a player that has had this many teams interested in that in them, like seriously." And you know, he's not Scott Boris, but he's a sure. He's a real agent. Sure. The other uh, White Sox player that is probably going to get moved is Eloy Jimenez. Um, I don't know if there's any interest for him. Because really, he, he would have he to be healthy. And he'd have to be a DH, I think. Right. Is he a righty? Yes. I should know that. I'm pretty sure he's right-handed. Um, the only member of the White Sox who is apparently not for sale is Luis Robert, and even is he, he already? I don't think so. I think I'm looking it up right now. I want to say that um, Eloy is a righty, and that Robert is a lefty. But let me check that. Uh, we have so many <coughs> people on a baseball team, Sam. I uh, another thing that I think is really funny about fans on the internet who are like, "Oh, it's not worth it. It's not worth paying this guy what he's going to get paid." You know what I mean? Like, "Oh, I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't pay that guy whatever." And it's like, "Well, I would. I would pay all of John Henry's money." Every single fucking cent right, to get yeah. who I want on this baseball team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, why the fuck do you care about this guy's money? You know what I mean? Like, what do you care about prospect capital? Give me a break. Yeah. Uh, they're both right-handed. Robert and Jimenez are both right-handed. I will take Luis Robert, please. Oh, yeah. I mean... We need right-handed... Guy. Right-handed outfielders, bad, and we need a center fielder. So yeah, and he's very good defensively. He's a right neat center fielder. Yeah, I would. I that would be good. That would be good. Can I interest you in Alex Verdugo? No. 
<laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I think Lava should be off the table, but Gat's a, a baby GM. He says every, you know, there are no, nobody's off the table right now. But Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, um, so I, the Red Sox haven't really done anything. I think the only thing that I know that they've done is they traded Luis Urias, oh. the second baseman, to mm -hmm. Thomas's Seattle Mariners for yeah. a young reliever. Um, and that seemed like a good trade to me because I think that we were going to DFA him anyway. Cool. Sure. But he, how old is he? Uh, no, don't answer that question. I don't actually care. But like, yeah, I didn't think he was that old. He's still got a good, good four or five good years on him. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he's a good, you know, he wasn't a great player the last couple of years he's been injured, but he has been a good player. He was yeah. an all star one year. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, well, I mean, we'll have a long off season. When are general manager meetings? That's coming up, isn't it? Next week, I think. Next week, yeah. So that'll be interesting. I guess I'm just depressed that the White Sox do not look like they'll be competitive at all next year. And they're not. They're not in on anybody. There's not nobody on X is like right. The Sox are in on Yamamoto. Right, exactly. Or, yeah, Yamamoto, Otani. Or, are there any other big free agents this year? You know, Blake Cement Snell is a free agent. I'm not sure how big he is, but he won the Cy Young last year, so it's not nothing. Right. Um, and who else? I can't remember. Nola already signed, and so did Sonny Gray. Jordan mm -hmm. Montgomery. I just know the pitchers because they're the ones that people are talking about with the Red Sox. So. Nola, we signed with the Phillies, right? Correct. And Gray signed with the Cardinals. Right. The Cardinals the Card also signed somebody else. They've already done some work, the Cardinals. Somebody, somebody posted on X the Cardinals starting lineup with a, with a caption of like, this is the most redneck fucking lineup of all time. <laughs> <laughs> They've got Lance Lynn on the Cardinals now. They signed who wait, who'd you just say they signed? Sonny Gray? Yeah. Uh I don't know. They're just like they look at it and you're like, that's like a fucking country western band or something like that. Pitching yeah. <laughs> Otani. What about he's him? The, he's the top free agent. Well no duh, yeah. He's not going to pitch next season because he just right. had that's Tommy John. Red, that's why I don't think the Red Sox are in. Yeah. Um, that's a big deal. I'm surprised I haven't heard more about that. I mean, he's still going to hit, and he'll still have him for the year after that when he hypothetically would be able to pitch. But mm -hmm. yeah, so I think that's a big deal. I mean, he's just worth having on your team just to but get seats in the butt, seats and yeah, butts, 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 and seats. butts and seats. Yeah. 
seats and butts. Woo! <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, can I talk about college football? Uh, sure. Thanks. <laughs> uh, this weekend is conference championship weekend in college football. And for the first time in a long time, as far as I can remember, all five of the uh, major conference championships will have some kind of effect on the playoff, the four-team playoff. Really? Yeah. It's it's pretty interesting. And you've got eight teams, by my count, with a reasonable expectation of making the playoff, going into the final, final weekend. Is Coach Prime's team one of them? Hell no. <laughs> oh, man. No, there is a very long article in The Athletic that I read the other day, if you want to check it out, about everything that went wrong with Coach Prime this year. Colorado ended the season 4-8 and eight after, oh, after a 3-0 and start. They lost eight of their last nine games. Brutal. Yeah, really brutal. Um, And it just, I mean, I I like Deion Sanders. I think he's good at his job. Um, (laughs) Really? Because your glee of failures. Here's what sucks is that the Colorado had so much hype around them. Right, uh-huh. and be, like last year, they went one and eleven. Going from one and eleven to four and eight is a big improvement. Right, right, that's fair. Right, but what they got screwed by getting off to this three and zero start, and everybody thinking that they're like hot shit, and and this is part this is Deion Sanders' fault too, of like so much hype about this team. So much media coverage on this team, right? You had celebrities going to Boulder, Colorado, just to go to a, a Colorado Buffaloes game and go on the sideline with Deion Sanders. And everybody, like, if you watched their first games, you're like, okay, like, I see, like, they can do this, but they don't, they're not that good. Like, if you watch those first three games, you're like, I mean, you're like, oh, this team's got problems because they don't have an offensive line. Their offensive line led the Pac-12 in sacks allowed per game at mm-hmm. like 2.3 or something per game, right? Um, their, their quarterback, who is Deion Sanders' son, got sacked more than any other quarterback in Pac-12. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, it felt like they were like, he had a fractured back at one point. He was playing with a fractured back. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, but with all the media hype, what turns out is that you have a pretty mediocre football team going up against these other teams who are now like, oh, we're going to go all out just to prove a point. So, th- so you know, this Colorado team got – everyone's best shot for the entire year. Which sucks. Right. Um, 
So they they got blown out a lot. Uh, let me let me look them up because they yeah they ended four and eight. They went one and eight in the conference. They lost to Oregon forty two to six. They lost to Washington State fifty six to fourteen. They lost to USC by a touchdown. USC wasn't very good either. They lost to Stanford. I think that was Stanford's only win of the seat. No, Stanford went three and nine. Uh, they lost to UCLA, Oregon State, Arizona, and Utah. Just, I don't know that that's that's really a lesson in media hype and the dangers of getting too much media hype and not being able to back it up on the field. Anyway, so they're not going to a bowl game. Uh, what about and, Oregon? Are they in play for the They are. Tomorrow night, um, by the time you listeners are listening to this podcast, Oregon and Washington, Thomas's team, will be playing each other in the final Pac-12 championship game of all time in Washington. Ooh. And it is undefeated Washington versus one loss Oregon. Who you got? Whose money you got? Who you got on that game? Oregon is favored. Uh, They're nine point favorites, I believe. Oh, wow. Oregon's only loss was to Washington. Oh, so they already have lost to Washington. They already lost to Washington. They lost at Washington by a field goal. Hmm. Um, and so, and since then, Oregon has been blowing everybody out of the water. Uh, the game, but I mean, Washington hasn't lost to anybody, and Washington has already defeated Oregon. So, I'm let the media is hyping Oregon, which I think is dangerous. So, is the winner of that game going to make it to the college football playoff? Probably. And is that a bowl game or no? Yes, the semifinal is a bowl game. And then, no, but tomorrow's game's not a bowl no, game. No, tomorrow is the Pac-12 championship game. So is the loser going to go to a bowl game? Yes, the loser will go to a bowl game. The loser will go to probably the Fiesta Bowl. Ah, Dump on the Ump presents the... <laughs> Pornhub yeah. presents the Fiesta Bowl. Exactly. And the Dump on the Up presents the Pornhub Fiesta Bowl. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's the New Mexico Bowl that we that didn't have a sponsor that we needed to sponsor. Oh, I thought it was the Fiesta Bowl that had lost its sponsor. No, no. The Fiesta, uh, Fiesta Bowl. Because the Fiesta Bowl is a major bowl. It, right. it's, it's a New Year's Six Bowl. Um. Because if Oregon, so Oregon's eleven and one, and Washington is twelve and zero, so if Oregon loses, they still end the season eleven and two, which is a pretty good season. <clears throat> but so I'll be rooting for Oregon. If Washington wins, Washington is one hundred percent in the playoffs at thirteen and zero. If Oregon wins, they are ninety nine percent in the playoffs. What could knock them out? Um, uh, okay, so let me talk about the other championship games. So after that, you will have 
the SEC championship on Saturday, okay. which is undefeated number one Georgia, 12 and 0. Again. Again. Against Alabama, who's only got one loss, 11 and 1 Alabama. To Georgia, presumably. No, they lost to Texas in like the second week of the season. So they didn't play Georgia. They have not played Georgia. Right. These two teams will be playing each other for the first time this season. And are they one and two? No, Georgia, I think, is number one. Alabama's like six or something. Okay. Um, Alabama, I mean, they've they've only lost one game all season, but they're not like Alabama crushing their opponents kind of team. Right. So who's number two? The number two team right now is Michigan, and they're undefeated, and they're playing on Saturday night for the Big Ten championship against Iowa, who's 10-2. and Um Iowa, who averages something like 12 points a game. It's weird. Iowa does not score points, but they don't let you score points either. Uh, Michigan is pretty heavy favorites in that game. They're like three touchdown favorites against Iowa. Iowa, even if Iowa wins, Iowa's not going to the playoffs. But if Michigan loses, that might open up a spot for somebody else to sneak in. Uh, if Michigan wins, they're, they're in. If Georgia wins, they're in. If Washington wins, they're in. The only but other if Alabama wins, they're not in. They're probably in. Right. But not guaranteed a spot. If Georgia Alabama. loses, could they still be in? Yes. Which would make me mad, but yes, they could still get it. So you've got four teams who are undefeated going into this weekend. Washington, Georgia, Michigan, and Florida State. Those four teams are winning you in. Okay. Now, Oregon's got one loss. They're playing Washington. So they've got the ability to knock Washington out. And put themselves in. Same with Alabama. Alabama's got one loss. They're playing Georgia. They could knock Georgia out and put themselves in, right? Okay. The other teams are. But they could also not. Like, could you beat Washington and Washington still gets into the playoff and you don't? No. 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 No, if, if Alabama beats Georgia, Georgia would only get in if Alabama, like, Georgia would get in after Alabama, if that makes sense. It'd be like, I'm trying to think of the scenario in which Georgia, it, that would be like Michigan wins, Washington wins, Alabama wins. Georgia loses, Florida State loses. So you've only got two undefeated teams, Michigan and Washington, they're in. You've got Alabama in as the SEC champion, they're in. And then Georgia as the best one-loss team remaining, and they'd be in. Uh, Okay. 
And then the last team that also could get in is Texas. Texas is playing Oklahoma State for the Big 12 championship. And are they undefeated? They have one loss also to Oklahoma. Yes. Iowa wins. Oregon wins. Alabama wins. Texas wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, does, now there are no undefeated teams. Uh, Florida State. Does Florida State lose? They win. Florida State also loses. Okay, so no undefeated teams, right? Yeah. Who's in? So who's in in that scenario? Alabama. Uh-huh. Georgia. Uh-huh. I mean, no, Alabama, Oregon. That's your one-two. Did Texas win or lose? They lost. Texas. No, they won. They okay. won. They win. Texas, Alabama, Oregon, and then Georgia, probably. Hmm. Or Michigan. Then then it comes down to Georgia, Michigan. I'd go with I think Georgia would be in ahead of Michigan. It, it then it gets stupid, like did Michigan lose? Oh, on- Joel. This has been stupid for quite some time. I, I understand that. <laughs> but then it gets really stupid because then it's like, did Michigan lose on a last-second field goal or did, like, Iowa blow them out of the water kind of thing? Uh-huh. That, you know, that game was close, but Alabama stomps Georgia. Then Michigan's in. Then you got Michigan, Alabama, Oregon, Texas. Probably. No, it, It'd be one Michigan. It'd be it'd be Michigan, Texas, Oregon, Alabama, <laughs> which would be fun. That'd be a fun final four. Yeah. Is, anyway, is, what does your ideal playoff look like? <clears throat> uh, Michigan wins. Oregon wins. Florida State loses, Texas wins, and then I don't care whoever wins. I guess I'd rather Alabama. I don't know. I want Michigan and Oregon to match up against each other because they would play each other in the Rose Bowl, which would be the last because the Pac-12 dead, right? Right. So that would be the final Rose Bowl as – a Big Ten Pac-12 game, and there would be. And that's Michigan. what the Rose Bowl is. Well, it would the the semifinals this year <clears throat> happen to be the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl, and so I would like it if the Big Ten Pac-12 matchup fell into the Rose Bowl. Because that's what the Rose Bowl is historically. Is historically correct, right? Yeah. And I don't know what it's going to be. It's just going to become like a permanent semifinal location, probably. Right. After after this. Yeah. Which is fine. Anyway, so pay attention to football this weekend. It's going to be exciting. Usual, like, there's more possibilities than ever before. Uh, Colorado is not going to a bowl game. Oregon State, here's the last thing, and then we can move on. A judge, uh, I think it's called, stayed the lawsuit of the University of Washington. And the judge said that 
the last two schools left in the Pac-12, Washington State and Oregon State, now have complete legal control of the conference and all of its like assets and, and finances, which is fucking hilarious. That's awesome. So, like, it's possible that Oregon State and Washington State, the two schools that nobody else wanted, might have, like, $300 million that they can just have. Now, what if they just played against each other 13 times? (laughs) (laughs) The greatest rivalry in sports. Every every week, they only play each other. All their conference games are against each other, and then like, and they hate each other. And then they really, their fans would hate each other so much. You get to like personally know the fans on the other team. I would love that. I would love it so much. And they just spend all of their advertising budget to just hype up that rivalry. $300 million to promote this rivalry between two really terrible football programs. <laughs> oh, that would be so great. Okay, we're going to... Uh... We're gonna. I'm making a note of that. I'm gonna. We need to write a letter to Washington. We'll accept them. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept them too. Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I am excited. Okay. So we uh, we were on vacation. Yeah, you went to a baseball game. I did in the Dominican Republic. It was a epic. Lead on game. Toros versus yeah. who? So I'm a big Toros guy now, Joel. Okay, do you have a jersey? I have a jersey. You need to get. I have a jersey. I I meant to get one, but then I didn't. Uh, I'll have to get one. Anyway, I'm a big Toros guy. They're from the La Romana city, La Romana in the. It's east of Santiago, on the same side of the island, on the south side. Um, Santo Domingo. Sorry, Santo Domingo. Wait, tell me. Oh, La Romana. I see it. Okay. Yeah. Home of the Toros. That town doesn't look very big. It's pretty small. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anyway, we went there. We were staying at a resort in Punta Cana, and we hired a car to drive us down there. It took about an hour, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, And we got a Mafungo and Empanada feast and then went to this baseball game. Pretty empty. It was a Monday night. Uh-huh. Um, we were sitting in the first row, uh, which was pretty great. Yeah. Um, right behind the visitors' dugout, and they were playing. Shit, who are they playing? I texted it to you. I can't even remember now. Did you text it to me? I'll look it up. Um, <clears throat> but there anyway, teams. What's that? There are not that many teams. Right. Um, I thought it was they were supposed. To, I thought they were supposed to be playing the Estrellas, but they weren't. It wasn't them because it was a it, the game had gotten rained out and it was a makeup game. Mm-hmm. I I think they pushed their regularly scheduled game. I can't remember. Um, anyway, Mafunga was amazing. Baseball was really good. Your boy, your mean Mercedes played. 
first base. Yes. Did not look good. <laughs> now, he did not look good at the plate, did not look good in the field. Um, but I was rooting pretty hard for him. Pablo mm. Reyes is on that team. Uh, he played well. He played very well. Oh, cool. Um, and I would say that the uh, pitching was better than the hitting. Oh, interesting. Okay. As yeah. far as, but only the starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. So the start right. the the Toros ended up winning nine to two, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, but they only had like four hits in the whole game, something like that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because the other pitcher couldn't throw strikes. And then the starting pitcher for the Toros pitched seven and two thirds innings of shutout baseball, mm-hmm. or one run, one run baseball, one run, two hits, or something. And then the they scored another garbage time run. Was um, it the Gigantes, the Giants? Yeah, exactly. I think. I think so. Uh, I'm trying to say, I'm looking at your pictures based on the uniforms. I think that's Gigantes. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Toros crushed them. It was really excellent. Sitting in the front row, we were on the jumbotron. Oh, we, nice. we bought a ticket for our driver to come with us, and he like took a picture and then, um, you know, hooked it up with the stadium employees and the, got us up on the jumbotron. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so that was really awesome, mm-hmm. uh, and it was good baseball. I would say that the the defense was like major league caliber baseball, and yeah. then, um. And then, but and then the the starting pitching was better than the hitting, and then the relief pitching was straight garbage. Yeah, I remember that from the games I went to last. Uh, was that last year or two years ago? Whatever, last, last, last year, year I think. Um, like once the starter gets taken out, it's kind of like a shit show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like oh shit, <laughs> like we don't know what's gonna happen because now we can't pitch. Um, I'm on X right now looking like also the part of the season where the the lead on teams are picking up um like ringers, you know, they're all doing the Monty mm-hmm. Burns thing and picking up guys who are off season from MLB. So Fran mm-hmm. Mio Reyes is playing for the Leones. It says Jose Ramirez DH. I don't know. I think that is the Jose Ramirez. Um, Miguel Andahar is playing for Lise. Uh, uh, I don't know any of those dudes. Um, so it is kind of fun to be like a bunch of random guys, and then like this MLB All Star just in the middle of the lineup. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the Toros had Pablo Reyes as a major, you know, an All Star, but. Right. And he was probably the best player on that team, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm looking at the standings. The Gigantes are the best team. They're 19 and 12. The Australes are 19 and 14. Lise is 15 and 16. The Toros are 15 and 17. Eko Higo is 15 and 17, and the Ideas are 11 and 18. They're bad. 
I think uh, that's who I saw play. The Aguillas. The Eagles? They're yellow. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Mm-hmm. Um, they played a series at uh, City Field also that – Yeah, we were uh, talking about that. Did we? Yeah, I don't know if we talked about that on the last podcast. I don't think we did. No, me and the Dominican people. Oh, yeah, what did they have to say about that? Did they like that? They were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were. That'd be cool. I think that we should do an MLB series in Santa Domingo, really. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. I mean, but their stadium, I mean, even the stadium in Santa Domingo was like a minor league stadium. What was the stadium like that you went to? Yeah, minor league also, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Um. I went to Crete, to Greece. Um, I saw no sports. I don't know if they do baseball in Greece. I think they do. Did Greece was Greece in the World Baseball Classic? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, but it was a pretty fucking sweet trip. Shout out to Marin and Lewis for inviting me. Um, I I flew into Athens. And I spent one night in Athens, um, flew into the airport, took a taxi into town, and it's like 45 minutes from the airport into town, checked into my hotel, and my hotel was like less than, like right next to the Acropolis. Cool. Yeah. I don't, did I send you, I don't know if I sent you pictures. Nah. Uh, and, uh, so like... They had a rooftop pool, and you could go hang out on the rooftop pool. And uh, I just took pictures of the Acropolis. Yeah, and you I, only sent me food pictures. I okay. Well, that's because we talk a lot about food. Right. Um, anyway, so I was like, "Oh, sweet!" And so the next day, I had to catch like a one p.m. flight. From Athens to Crete. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just wake up in the morning. I'll go to the Acropolis. I'll come back and I'll check out in my hotel and go to the airport. And then you got drunk and didn't make it to the Acropolis the next morning. Or the airport. Or the airport. <laughs> got robbed by a bunch of children. What? I'm actually, you know, <laughs> I'm actually still in Greece. <laughs> Please, if anyone could help Joe. <laughs> Send help. <laughs> uh, no, I, no, so I, start, I got up. Uh, I'm looking at my phone right now. I got up and I started walking like I could see it. And, um, you know, I'm texting you right now. And um, I, 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 exactly. I started walking. And then I'm like, oh, it's only like half of a mile. I'll be there like right away. And then I'm like, oh, it's half a mile up a fucking cliff. Yeah, that's pretty far. <laughs> anyway, um, so like I walked for like a couple blocks and I was like, screw, screw this. <laughs> I don't need to go see no Acropolis. And so then I just like hung out, like got coffee hung out in like an Athenian cafe. It was actually really nice. Cool. 
and then checked out my hotel and took a cab back to the airport. So uh, I definitely have to go back to Athens. Uh, yeah, it seems like a cool town. I saw like a lot of cool graffiti there, which was pretty sweet. Yeah, well, I could talk about Crete. Like, there's a lot of cool graffiti in Crete. Uh -huh. I feel like, I don't know, like, Europe generally, but I felt Greece specifically, they must just not give a shit about cleaning up graffiti, which I'm fine well, with. Well, no, they're totally broke. They don't have oh, the money yeah. to do it. That's why, yeah. It takes so money to, yeah. to maintain municipalities, which they do not have. Right, that makes sense. Well, things are going better there now, actually, apparently. <laughs> That's what, that was, when I was in Greece, that was what everyone was saying. Is that, like, oh, you should have seen it 15 years ago. It was great before we all went broke. No, no. They were like, it was terrible 15 years ago. Oh, I, that makes sense. I got you. Yeah. They were like, or 10 years ago. I don't know. I can't remember. They were like, oh, things are on the up and up here. But I don't know if they were just saying that because we were tourists. They said the same thing to me, which I was also a tourist, but that made sense. Um, and then I, I flew to Crete. I flew to Hanya. Um, and Marin and Lewis took me on this ridiculous hike that I almost died on. Um, Those guys don't get you at all. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's trying to make you hike places. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was really cool. At the end of the hike, we saw this old Orthodox church, like hundreds of years old. That was in a cave in the side of a mountain. Oh, sick. That was really cool. Uh, and then we did cool stuff in Hanya, went to the beach, ate good food, and then drove from the town of Hanya to the town of Heraclius. That's not what it's called. Something like that. And went to the ancient ruins of Nosos, which is like, where the labyrinth of the Minotaur is. Oh, sick. Yeah, except there is no there is no labyrinth, but it's like not anymore. No, not anymore. They killed the Minotaur and buried it. So we got to see those ruins. That was pretty cool. I liked that a lot. Um, the ancient Minoan society. Um and then on Thanksgiving we went to a really sweet restaurant that Lewis made us reservations at, ate a shit ton of food. Um, the My favorite was the pork roast, which was like slow roasted. It wasn't pork belly, but tasted like it could have been pork belly. Real fatty, had sweet potatoes and regular potatoes. Were they the lemon potatoes? Mm, they were like pureed. Okay. Um, like it was really good. But the the coolest thing was the pork chops that they brought, grilled pork chops that they brought to you on a wooden uh tray and the pork chops are hanging from a hook. Yeah, you sent me that picture. And and they the grilled veggies are below the pork chops around with uh, dried sage that they light like it's weed like it's a mm -hmm. like it's long basically and yep. that way that the sage uh you know goes smoke, 
and seasons the chops as they sit at your table. That was right. that was probably the best food that I ate there. Um, my dinner by myself in Athens was pretty sweet. I had uh, oh, what's it called? Breach fish, I think. Bream, bream. Yeah. Um, which I hadn't had before, because I guess it's not like a common. Like, you don't eat it. I looked it up, and I'm like, most people don't eat this fish. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. But fresh caught, just like the little family cafe, and it still had the head attached to it. That was pretty awesome. Uh, ate a lot of stuffed grape leaves. I really love stuffed grape leaves. Yeah, stuffed grape leaves are the best. Yeah, that was really great. Yeah. I feel bad because, you know, we usually do a Thanksgiving food episode, and both of us now have had non-traditional Thanksgiving dinners. Mm -hmm. um, we went to this restaurant in the Dominican Republic that was like a big seafood restaurant. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those places where you go there, and then they take you to the cooler where all the fish are. Yeah. It's like... You pick the fish and they throw them on the scale and you just pay. And then they like cook it however you want. Yeah. And there were 15 of us. So we got a shitload of fish. We got a uh, snapper that probably was like a 15 pound fish just by itself. Ooh. Um, or maybe 10 pound fish. And then we got a couple grouper. One of them with the snapper, we got grilled. And the grouper, we got one grilled and one fried. And then we got grilled lobsters, grilled langoustines, uh, grilled squid, shrimp cocktail, and grilled shrimp, and ceviche. And that might have been it. I feel like I'm missing. Oh, and we got octopus too. Mm -hmm. And then we got like fried sweet potatoes and salad and tostones. And oh man, it was just so such good fresh seafood. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, but it was cool. I love those places where you get to go pick your own fish. Yeah. Um, that sounds really good. You're making me hungry. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we we got it. We're at an hour now. We should uh, end this, but they got more stories to tell about. Uh, we went to a winery at the top of a mountain that was pretty cool, cool. also and did wine tasting um that that was pretty sweet and also on the way back flying back i uh had to spend the night so flying back from crete to athens my flight landed in athens at like 10 p.m and left athens at like 4 a.m yeah brutal so I got to spend the night in the Athens airport. You um, love that. I went to the duty-free shop and bought a bottle of Cuddy Soak scotch and just poured that into my water bottle. <laughs> and just that <laughs> the Athens airport just six hours <laughs> drinking this bottle of scotch. <laughs> so Whew. got through, yeah. And it was made it a lot easier to sit in the airport for six hours. Um, I, okay, let me ask you this question. I okay. came back from the Dominican Republic and... It was so cold. 
they didn't check my passport when I got back. That's weird. Did, did they check your passport when you got back? When I got back to the States? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They didn't, yeah, that's weird. What do you mean? No, they... I just, I went through immigration, but I just went there and it was like a facial recognition technology <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. We... They didn't even take out my passport. They just like scanned my face. Weird. And then, and then told me my name and then sent me through. That's creepy. Was it what, was is that Kennedy? Uh-huh. Yep. Because I went into Ohio. They've got the same, oh, I think it's the same, like, look in the camera. I thought they were just taking your pictures. Um, but they, you, like, they, like, stamped your passport I, I, on reentry? didn't stamp it. No, they didn't stamp anything, but they, I physically give them my passport. Uh-huh. The guy asked me where I've been, how long I've been there, what I was doing there, um, who I was seeing. And then, am I bringing anything back? And I was like, I brought back like two bottles of wine and some olive oil. And he was like, okay. And then he gives me a card that he writes a code on. He puts that in my passport, gives it to me. I go pick up my bags. They they have to tell you if they searched your bags. They hadn't searched my bag. And then I go, I give the card to the next security officer at customs at customs and then they say okay bye have a good life huh. a lot of standing in a line but it's not like it's not i don't know it, it didn't feel invasive particularly i guess but there was right. a lot of standing in line coming into greece was hilarious because and this is what i like about traveling off season Everybody in Greece, it was really funny. They were like, what are you doing here? It's winter time. Nobody right. did the winter time. And but and that was pretty great. So like none of the restaurants were busy. Right. None, was like, it cold? It was like no, it was like 65 the whole time. Oh. So yeah. you didn't like hang out on the beach. No, we not it wasn't really. We we went to the beach one day. I decided not to go into the ocean. I mean, it was nice, but it, it it was, there was one rainy day. It was sunny and like in the 60s the whole time. Sounds it, awesome. Yeah, 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 no, I'm not complaining. But it, it is like hoodie, you know, wear a hoodie, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so like when I got into Athens, it was like that scene in Shrek, you know what I'm talking about, where he first gets to the Disneyland castle and the, he chases the guy through the rope line. I don't remember. I'm talking about. Anyway, it was like what, vaguely. It was one of those really long rope lines that you had to walk like back and forth and back and forth in. Yeah, but sure. Nobody, but nobody else was in line. So you're just like walking an extra 500 meters. And that was the way back. That was on the way back. I was getting to Athens when I landed in Athens. Oh, and went when I went through customs in Athens and they did stamp my passport. Right. There was like a giant empty room. It was really cool. Because I was one of like five people flying into Athens at the time. <clears throat> okay. Oh, and I also fell, uh, fell, flew through Belgrade. 
and I kind of want to like check out Belgrade sometime. Serbia. Serbia, yeah. I think that's on the list. What I want to do, here's what I want to do. I want to do like a train ride. Have you ever played Ticket to Ride? Uh, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I want to do that. I want to take a train. I want, even though I've already done some of this, I want to do like Vienna to Budapest to Belgrade to Croatia to Athens and stop at each one. I think that's, that's going to be. By train? By train, yeah. Do like Southeast Europe by train. Or maybe Prague. Never been to Prague. That would be cool. Yeah, I think that that's on the list. All right. Uh, we're at an hour and 12 minutes. We should probably wrap this up. Yep. Um, the Patriots suck, right? I don't know. I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> Good. I think they suck. NBA is boring. Uh, we got, oh, that's what we need to do, Sam. Let's do book. Let's do book clubs. Okay. Good. I think we should do top of the crock. Oh, let's do, I haven't, um, I got a lot of food to cook. I have not done any crock potting in a long time. I want to do it. Yeah, let's do some top of the crock. That's a great idea. Because we can't keep logging on here every week and being like, well, no one signed Shohei Otani yet. Right. Where do you think he'll sign? Dodger. He'll sign soon, probably, I would guess. Do you think so? I mean, I don't see why not. I don't know. We gotta we gotta make content because it's gonna be a long, sad off season. That's all I'm right. Well, hopefully just for you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully the Red Sox, yeah. Hopefully the Mariners do something. I might get on that Mariners bandwagon. Tell you, man, Sox are winning the World Series this year, so Okay. You might consider jumping on the Red Sox bandwagon. Jumping on the Red Sox bandwagon? Yeah. I might that. Yeah. Just, I, change I your, just change your sock color. Just change the color of my socks. I can do that. Just uh, throw your red T-shirt in with your white socks, and then you'll have some kind of pink socks. Pink socks. <laughs> and then I like, we're with all my socks. <laughs> But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, Dub on the Unbostensibly uh, Baseball Podcast. Remember to follow us on all your social media applications. We're at Ump Dump 2005 on X. You can also follow us on Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram. I posted some pictures of Greece on Instagram. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. And yeah, check it out. Uh, for Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Go Ducks. <laughs>